We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast welcome back packers fans to the pack a day podcast training camp has begun it is thursday and I am half of your Thursday crew, Jason Perrone. You can find some of my work over at Game On Wisconsin, where I also do the Quick Slants podcast. With me, as always, of Packer Report is Mark Eckel. Obviously, Mark, hello. And we were supposed to have Zach Rosenblatt from The Athletic join us for today's show. We forgot to appropriately tease that at the last week's show. However, Zach was not able to join us because, Mark, there was some news out of Jets camp. Yeah, apparently Aaron Rodgers uh, signed a new contract with the Jets. Took a took a major pay cut from the deal that the Jets acquired from the Packers. He was he was due what 110 million over the, the this year and next, and he lowered it to it. Well, it's a guaranteed 75 million. Right. So what a great guy. Huh? In the words of Mark Eckel, Rodgers screwed us again. We lost our guest for this show. And this isn't something he ever did when he was with the Packers. And we kind of talked a little before the show. But well, I meant he screwed us. I meant by us, did. I meant you and I. Because yes. we're supposed to have Zach on tonight. Right. Zach, the reason Zach's not with us is because he's busy writing stories about this for the, for the Athletic tonight. No, that's that's what I meant. But as far as as far as the whole, I mean, honestly, you know, serious question. I mean, Rodgers never did this in Green Bay. So what is what is your take on, on why he's obviously to help the Jets and make them more competitive, but why do you think he's doing it? I don't know. You said it to me when, when we were talking about it be, before we start recording. He's old now, you know? <laughs> Cat's out of the bag. I said it. Yeah, I mean, he you know, he, he might need... I don't know. Uh, it's, it's, not why, it's not why did he do it now. It's why didn't he ever do it before? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, Tom, because Tom Brady was was known for making sure his team was viable and he wasn't taking up, like, too much of the cap, right. whereas... Rodgers really 
throughout his career from Super Bowl forward, he was always advocating for the future generations of players. And I know that the players union doesn't love players taking big discounts. They want to try to move the bar forward at all these position groups. But this is a really, really healthy pay cut. I guess I'm just there has to be more to it, though. I mean, like like I said to you, it's it, now how much of that 110 was guaranteed? Well, it was you know? so the yes, yeah, so it, the 110 million prior was all over the t- course of two years was all guaranteed money. It wasn't like it was all going to hit at one oh. time, but between the two years, the 110 million was guaranteed. So, I mean, he's that's 35 million dollars that you're. Just, just gave take, away. Yeah, you're just taking off the table. Oh, wow. See, I, I didn't know if it was all guaranteed because if it wasn't, then you're getting 75 guaranteed. No matter what, you're getting 75 million. If, but if the 110 was guaranteed, then yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, and, and again, I mean, that's, I think that's also, uh, now, this is me, this is going to sound really cynical, and I, I don't expect everyone to agree with it, but it could mean, and we have no idea, but it could mean that. Maybe this is Rogers saying like, hey, I don't know if I'm actually going to play next year. And if he doesn't, I don't know what happens to some of that money if he retires after this year. Well, he won't get the money, but it'll, it'll still affect their cap. Right. See, I think just the opposite. I think this is him saying, I'm going to play this year and next year. Yeah, I mean. It, but maybe it, not. Maybe you're right. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, it, I don't know. it really could. Yeah, it could. It could go either way. But I guess, all right, you know, that's... And again, the reason we're talking about it is because this is this was supposed to be... We were going to have Zach on, obviously, to talk about hard knocks Rogers and Jets training camp and Rodgers. And we knew it was also the beginning of Packers training camp. And we're going to get to some Packers training camp news and notes and stuff like that, too. All so. I got to say is Ted, Ted Thompson hit it on the head. And Mark Murphy is, is quoting Ted Thompson. Aaron Rodgers is a complicated fella. <laughs> right? Yeah, he really is. Yeah, he really He's is a complicated fella. No, he he really is. You just you just never know. You just never know what is is happening with him. And as far as that goes, then we found out that he sent a nice message, a text message to Jordan Love on the eve of training camp that was encouraging and just said, you know, enjoy it, have fun, be yourself. This now, which, now, and, and let me say that that's a one that is a really classy thing. Mm-hmm. See, I mean, we you know I'm, we're making jokes about Rogers, and you know he screwed us, all that kind of stuff. But no, that that you don't know. I mean, I've been around the you know teams for a long time. That doesn't that doesn't happen a lot when guys leave. Mm-hmm. Favre certainly didn't text Rogers not back then. Now they become friendly through the years, but not when Favre left. He wasn't sending Rogers a text saying good luck or nothing. He was you know that. No. <laughs> and I, I will say this about Aaron. I think Aaron Rodgers... Now, Aaron Rodgers, obviously, and it's been, it's been... It's come out as a fact now that he was not happy that the Packers drafted Jordan Love. Right. Oh, of course. He was know. not happy. Well documented was, by now. And that's that, and that was the beginning of the whole him wanting out. You know, you know it, it's, it's all been well documented. However, he never took it out on Jordan Love. No. And did the... Went out, of his, out, went out of his way not to... He took it out on, you know, yep. Packers front office. Right. But he was always good and helpful to Jordan Love. So I, I got to give Rodgers a lot of points for, for, for that. I mean, because Favre certainly wasn't – Favre certainly didn't help Rodgers. Right. And I'm and – and, 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 and I'm you know, I'm not – we're comparing Packer to Packer, but I, I mean, I'm sure there's other situations around the league where, you know, the older veteran – now, some did, I'm sure, but there's a lot, I'm sure, that did not help their 
eventual re- replacement. Right. The Eagles, I'm trying to think, the Eagles never really, we never really had that there where the writing was, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Listen, professional athletes, competitive, nobody wants to be, I was thinking about this today as I was looking at training cap notes and stuff like that and, and just thinking like, this is, we te- we do not understand, like, and me rewatching Hard Knocks kind of put this back into perspective, like, this time of year is very stressful for a lot of players because some of them are about to find out they're never going to play professional football again. And on mm-hmm. the flip side, too, guys who are great, great players, Hall of Fame players, Pro Bowl, All-Pro players, eventually they're not going to be able to play football anymore. And still, still few of them get to go out on their own terms. They are told that they're not going to be the guy anymore. So the Packers didn't say, Aaron Rodgers, we don't want you to play quarterback for us anymore. But when they draft a first round quarterback and they move up to do it, then like Andrew Brandt said, the clock started and Aaron Rodgers knew it and he could hear those seconds ticking and he did not like the sound of that clock in the back of his head. Now he put out, went out and put together two MVP seasons, which you said was even if love stinks, like that was a huge gain for the Packers was it lit a fire under Rodgers and he got his act together and played really, really well for two seasons. Now, obviously we don't want the train to stop there. I want Jordan Love to pan out, but, but these, these guys don't want to have their jobs taken. They don't want to be told that they can't do it anymore. So when they're not overly supportive, now far different story. He kind of went overboard, right? And kind of some of the teasing and hazing. Well, it did help that Rogers. I don't know if, if you ever read Favre's book, uh, Gunslinger. Yes, I, I know some of the stuff that he said. Yeah, it did. Yeah, that I mean, did not Rogers, help. Rogers didn't exactly. <laughs> I mean, Favre started the thing it, by saying, "I'm not. I'm not going to mend. That's not my job to help him." And blah blah. But then Rogers would, you know, call him Grandpa and. You know that yeah. did, that didn't help matters either. <laughs> no, I think there's I think there's some I haven't I, I no I haven't read the whole book, but I think there's some context also to to all of that that we don't have all all of us don't have access to. But end of the day, Aaron Rodgers helping out the Jets took a pay cut and sent a nice message to Jordan Love, who had his first day of training camp on Wednesday, and of course, as you would expect, a lot of reaction, a lot of overreaction on Twitter. And there was a really, really nice uh, recap here on Pack-A-Day by Andy Herman, who's been just killing it lately with his his daily videos and, and updates. Updated us and let us know who the who was in the lineup. Spoiler alert, Mark, Jordan Love started a quarterback for the Green Bay Packers, so open training camp. Really? Uh, yeah, he really did. It was a big, big surprise. Is Sean Clifford? Uh, Cliff, Cliffy did get some reps. He gets some reps too. I mean, all, all the quarterbacks did, but Jordan Love got out there. Now, Andy was very candid and said that it was, it was kind of windy. The weather wasn't great. In fact, they thought that the practice might get moved entirely inside the Don Hudson Center. Right. And they were able to have but some. That didn't happen. Right? No, they, no. They, they were able to have. Outside. They were able to have practice. Yeah. It was windy. Uh, Love did miss some throws. He missed some wide open receivers. But listen, it's the first day of training camp. Let's, you know, I, I'm not saying this to say, hey, we've got a quarterback problem in Green bay you know let's see how the first few days of practice goes the big thing for me is is how do you bounce back because trust me there were plenty of times when Rodgers and Favre didn't have a good day in training camp and listen the defense won the day apparently the offense had to do push-ups at the end of the of the day because the defense won by Matt LaFleur's estimation that was happening a lot last year and I think the year before that even too with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback a very competitive prideful Hall of Fame quarterback not wanting to be shown up in the defense was still winning a lot in training camp. So it's it's Listen, fine. More, in, in my experiences, more times than not, the defense is ahead of the offense at the beginning. At the of training beginning. Camp. Mm-hmm. And, yep. Almost always. Right. And, 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 in, and in this case, it's not a surprise at all. Your defense. Now, 
Rashawn Gary is not is not at, is not practicing yet. Obviously, he, he's on pup. Although, and I know this is day old news now, but a very encouraging sign. As Matt Lafleur said, he thinks Gary might be practicing before camp ends, which would be unbelievable and and very great news for the. You know, I'm worried about him. If, will he start the season? But well, guess what? If he's practicing and at the end of camp, he's going to start. The, he's he's going to start the season for, well, for, for sure. So that was great news, but. But the defense, I mean, Kenny Clark is there and, and Wyatt and Slayton and Campbell and and Walker and Douglas and Alexander. And, you know, it, it, the defense for the most part is the same. You know, it's it's they didn't lose anybody off off defense. Right? Well, Dean, Dean Lowry and, and, and Jerron Reed, who, OK, I mean, they were they, they, they contributed, but not no great loss. The offense lost has a new quarterback new tight ends you know young wide receivers it's they're going to take a little bit of time as opposed to a defense that's pre-seasoned at this point right i mean i'd have been i'd have been really surprised and i don't know how i would have reacted if if word came out today that that the offense dominated the defense i'm not sure if i'd be happy or worried no i mean i i think i think that's fine and i was i was gonna say because it's one, it's it's one day. I mean, if you talk to me in a week from now, I mean, that we, when we're doing our next show, it's going to be different. If it's the same story, and we're still well, having no, I some think it's going to take a few days. I mean, if we're just talking like who wins a day, right? Easily, I would think the if over the course of the first, let's say, ten days, I would be, I'd be surprised if it wasn't seven, at least seven three defense and we also don't know what specifically they're working on and what they like right. some of the That's stuff it. they're working on is naturally going to slant towards one side of the ball right. i was going to going to say about rashawn gary because you know he covered the nfl for a long time uh it's still incredible to me i know that advanced a lot of advances have been made in medicine and guys are recovering from injuries a lot quicker in fact i think the first one that really kind of set the bar for like a wow acl recovery was adrian peterson back yes. in 2012 and but think about this mark i mean the kind of injury that Eric Stokes had and Rashawn Gary had when you were covering the Eagles and a player had that injury, you weren't going to see them for a year. That was it. Like they, they were out the season and you weren't going to see them for a, the better the better part of a year. And here we are, Rashawn Gary, uh, I think the injury happened in November, early November, late late October. It was a Lions game, right? It was a Lions game and, and he's got a chance and I I'm not surprised because Rashawn Gary is an absolute warrior when it comes to keeping in shape and working and all that kind of stuff. But you still, an injury is an injury. I mean, you can be as as motivated mentally as you want to be, but physically you've got to let your body heal. And clearly he's very fortunate that his body's responding to treatment and healing. And here he is, like, potentially going to suit up week one, which is just insane to me. Well, it's happening more, like you said, it's happening more and more. Let me look at but you never know. And every we report a guy gets hurt, and we report he tore his ACL or he tore his Achilles or he tore his MCL or whatever the injury is, right? We just and that's what and that's what they tell us. We can only report. We're not doctors, and the NFL doesn't. You know, nowadays you can't get much information because everything's a lot different than it used to be. Mm-hmm. Like I used to be able to talk to trainers and get more stuff. Now it's like they don't let you know. I mean, you know, it's it's, it's just all different. But my, my point is, like David Bakhtiari tore his ACL. Elton Jenkins tore his ACL. Robert Tunyon tore his ACL. And now Rashawn Gary tore tore his ACL. But those four injuries are all different. In, they're even though they're all torn, quote unquote, torn ACLs. Obviously, David Bakhtiari's was much more significant because he missed a lot of time, missed more than you thought he would. Whereas Tunyon came back opening day last year, which was 
relatively miraculous, right? Uh, and Jenkins, he came back, but he wasn't, as we all saw, he wasn't really himself for another three, four weeks, and then he got more comfortable. And So, we, I mean, you know, you, you can't just say, well, this injury takes this long because some injuries aren't quite as bad as, even though they're the same injury, they're just not quite as bad or some are much worse. Well, and that's why part of what we talked about last week when Bakhtiari made that comment about how we're finally healthy and it's because Jenkins and he and Jenkins weren't themselves for the for for, for the first part of their return last season. And now they will be coming out of camp fully healthy. And again, that's the other thing you and I, you know, knocking on the wood here. You can hear me kind of knocking on the wood. Just stay healthy. Training camp. It's training camp preseason. Yeah, it is. It is. That is. It's the biggest. And and I'm stealing it and borrowing it and crediting you for it. And it's it's the biggest thing. I mean, every single week, regardless of what we talk about, the biggest thing that we want to be telling everybody and and talking about is that everybody's relatively healthy. It's huge. I want the guys that aren't healthy, like Gary and Stokes. And there's a couple other minor ones that are on there, too. I want all them to get healthy, and I don't want anybody else to not get not be healthy. You know, mm-hmm. I want all ninety. I want. I don't want anybody to, to not make the team because they're hurt. I want them. I want the best fifty-three to make it, and the other ones they didn't make it because they just weren't as good as the other fifty-three. Not because somebody got hurt. Right. Well, so off the injury side of things, I was just thinking of of this too. That with the defense winning the the first day of camp, it sounded like Jair was just an absolute blanket. At practice, yeah. which is no surprise, we expect him to be very and good, gonna, and that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Very, very good because thing. he's going to make. It's funny because things work both ways, right? I remember Jair talking about when he was a kid and how Devonte Adams having to go against Devonte Adams every day in camp made him a better corner. Well, now it's the table turned. Him being the, the veteran now, he's going to make. Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs better wide receivers from from having to go against him every every day in, in practice and camp. Right. Well, and I will tell you when I heard that Preston Smith and Justin Hollins were lining up as the first outside linebackers, like the pass rush. I know it's the first day of training camp. Things are going to change between now and then. But I thought about that. And then at safety, it's Darnell Savage and Rudy Ford. Now those are just the starters day one of camp. Again, right. things can change. But think, sure but think about this. But think about this, Mark. How important it is for your your front. Like you know, the best news we can get is that Rashawn Gary is healthy and ready, and he can go, and that Lucas Van Ness can step in and play a little bit right away as a rookie. Because if they don't get pressure on the quarterback. That safety tandem back there, as much as I think you could do worse than Rudy Ford and Darnell Savage, it's it's not great. I mean, thank God that they have a shutdown corner in Jair, and hopefully Rasul doesn't take any steps backwards and Kayshawn's ready to do his role, his, his part as the nickel, because on the back end, once again... I mean, man, we had such good safety play in Green Bay for such a long time. Leroy Butler, Nick Collins, Eugene Robinson, Sharper, like all of those guys. And now the safety position is just it's kind of become what inside linebacker was before Devondre Campbell came along, where where they just kind of duct tape and, and super glue everything together. But it's important back there. You know, it, it's yeah. we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. I've been banging this drum for a while, so not not as much on on Pack-A-Day as I've been writing about it, but... Now, he was sick, apparently, on it. So he didn't practice today. He was on a non-football list with an illness. Mm-hmm. But I like Tavares more a lot. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be a signing. I'm not going to put it up there with Campbell and Douglas. But Gutenkunst has, has shown that he can find players that even taking Alan Lazard off the Jacksonville practice squad way back when. Yeah, um, worked out well. You know, and I think more might be more of that than, than than Campbell. You know, I'm not saying he's going to be a you know because Campbell had an All Pro season with the with the Packers. But this, but I just think Tavares more. He was a third round pick by the 49ers, so it's not like he was some undrafted free agent guy that was been mulling around. Third yeah. round pick, early pick. That's a pretty good pick, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, well, not well, in green. Not, not if you're a Packer. Not, not <laughs> in Green Bay. Not in Green Bay. Took in the third round, but, <laughs> but I mean, he you know, so he was picked in the top hundred, right? So, Mark, um, does it does it count if he's still a third round pick, but he was drafted in the third round by another team, but then he comes to Green Bay as the curse? I, still, I, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, as I'm as I'm hearing you say that, I'm starting to work. <laughs> but so I mean, so he was highly regarded coming out of Southern Miss, right? Okay, so he's drafted by the Niners. His rookie year, he plays primarily special teams, which is fine for a third-round safety, right? Then he starts playing more his second year, and he, well, that, was, that would have been 20, right? Okay. He plays in the, so that's the year the Niners went to the Super Bowl. He intercepts Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. If he does nothing else the rest of his life, <laughs> he could tell his grandkids, yeah, I intercepted Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. Yeah, right? was, okay. yeah you played in the Super Bowl, and you intercepted the best quarterback in the league at the, the time. The, he intercepted the best player in, in football right now. So, all right. And then, so then, you know, he becomes a starter. And then, and then he, he suffers. He talked about injuries. He tore his Achilles. He missed mm-hmm. all of 21. And so now he's a year. Re- so last year he was back playing mostly special teams because he was coming off the injury. Mm-hmm. What my point is here is this guy's got pedigree. And I think he was I think he was coming into his own when the injury happened and that set him back. So if he's healthy and I, I when I saw he was not prized at all, God I hope he's what happened, he hope he's not injured. Now nah, it was just an illness. So I don't know what he has, but hopefully he'll get over that soon enough and be, be back on the field. I think he's gonna beat out Rudy Ford. I really do. That would be uh, that would honestly, that would be a best case scenario. And if you if you told Listen, if you told me that he has similar production on defense that Alan Lazard had for the Packers when he came yeah. over, I, I'm okay with that. Yeah, you don't need everybody to be a, a stud, but I just I mean, I, the guy has he, 
again, coming out of coming out of college, he had sub four four speed, so he can run. He's known to be a good a good sure tackler. That's what you want from your free safety, right? He yes. Can run and he, he can run and, and he can tackle. Biggest thing, well. Actually, I'll I'll take it one more. I mean, the Packers, if there's one thing that Joe Barry's defense has done a good job of eliminating, it's big plays. So I don't want the I want that to continue. I don't want them to be giving up big plays. And if he if he can just be in the right spot and be a little bit more solid there, then that's great. That's that's a best case scenario for the Packers. And then that goes along with kind of what I've what I've been saying, which is I don't I don't I'm not a believer in any kind of a punt, and the Packers are not punting on this season. They never, would never do that. But as far as those who are like, oh, 2023 is all about building for 24. Well, it is. Every season's about building for the next season. Let's be realistic. But there are some that are literally saying, hey, I don't care if the Packers win five games or if they win 12 games this year because this year really doesn't matter. There's too many unknowns and stuff. It's like, well, no. I mean, they could still make some noise and as we've said and and you know ad nauseum the nfc's weak don't you don't ever want to punt with the nfc in this kind of condition i mean the the nfc hasn't been this bad in a really long time and the north is probably the worst of the on the south pretty bad completely completely wide open completely wide open and 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 i as the more i look at it and the more i think about it I look at the Lions, and I think you might be right, Mark. I think I think the the Lions may. I mean, and don't forget, they had to have like a supercharged second half of the season. They started one and six. It was the win over the Packers that that catapulted them into the great season that they ended up having. And I say great by Lions standards because they didn't make the playoffs. That's they, exactly. They ended That's it by beating the Packers at Lambeau. But I I think the Packers could still make some noise. Oh, I think they went. Into, I'm I'm telling you. Somebody asked me last night or two nights ago, whatever it was, who do you think is going to win the NFC North? I said, Green Bay. They said, not really. I said, Green Bay. They said, not Detroit. And I said, listen, Detroit is not what they were. They're not a laughing stock anymore. Right. That's for sure. But? But they're still, I mean, I asked, I asked back to this. Mike, I said, what does Detroit do better than Green Bay does? Lose games. <laughs> no, I mean, on the field. I mean, I'm not sold on, on Jared Goff. I never was, never will be. No, I think now, that's maybe, at least a push. Yeah, at least. Their running game, they have. A, they, they let their best running back leave, Jamal Williams. They have a rookie who, I don't, I mean, he was okay at Alabama. He was, I mean, he's, he's not B. John Robinson. Mm-hmm. I mean, he might be great. I don't know, he's, but he's a rookie. Pass I'll rush. I'll Aaron Jones over a, pa- a, a rookie. Pass rush, maybe. Maybe they have Hutchinson. He's great. He's very, very good. He's not. Is he better than than Rashawn Gary? I don't. I wouldn't say that. Well, in year two, I expect him to still make a, a big jump, and I still think Detroit. No, he's a very good player. Very, very, very mm-hmm. good player. But who else? No, that's you're. That's right. No, I agree with you. Their offensive line's good, but no, not than not the same. Nope, nope, not the same. Tight end. Nope. They got rid of it. They had a tight end. They, yeah. they traded him. Hawkinson. Yep. You yeah. know what was you know what was interesting to me, Mark, and this is just a total side note about the Lions. Same Brown's you know, a good wide receiver. He oh, he is very good. Yeah, he's very good. And Jamison Williams, for when he's able to play, he's got a suspension. He's got to serve well, for the yeah, gambling uh, thing. You can't bet on him. <laughs> Nicely done. Well, should we just end the show right there? That was like the most perfect, <laughs> the per- most perfect thing. I got to tell you something interesting, Mark, because I I don't remember if you told me you watched last season Hard Knocks or not. But I did. What was interesting to me was Hawkinson was still on the team, right? Right. He was not at all featured in in Hard Knocks. He was on in like the first episode in the right. first in the first rep in camp. He like he hard blocked down on on Hutchinson and knocked him on his butt, and that was really all you saw of Hawkinson the the entire time. And he was such a big like first round pick. He was a big part of that. Makes me. Th- think that they were already working on moving him like is that that early and then he Very ended up getting point. traded because 
Uh, he wasn't traded yet. And so it's like, how are you going to leave TJ Hawkinson out? I wonder if that stood out to anybody. That yeah, didn't, I think you're right. That well, you watched it after the fact. So yeah. Well, but it, that's still what we, people saw live because it, it happens, I think. Oh, yeah. No, it's like it comes. I just wondered. I, I mean, I sometimes I, I don't know TJ Hawkinson. I mean, I know him as a player. I don't know him. His personality. I thought maybe some guys just maybe. No, nah, I don't. I don't want to be on. Don't don't feature me. I don't. I did not. You know. I, I took it maybe that way. Maybe he just. Maybe he's a quiet kid that didn't want to be. Uh, but I think you might be right that the Lions might have said, "Nah, don't don't feature this guy. We're getting rid of. We're gonna we're gonna be trading him." Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They did. They traded him. It didn't take long for him for him, to, for him to trade him. So if you see somebody that's supposed to be key with the Jets and they're not, you know, all of a sudden there's no Cobb or Lazard on hard knocks for some reason. Oh, my could. Oh, oh no, it's gonna. Be, you're, you're gonna see a lot of Cobb and Lazard. Yeah. <laughs> you're <Yeah>. gonna see. <laughs> It'll be mostly. That's part. I think that was part of Aaron's new new contract. Was it Lazard and Cobb have to be featured on Hard Knocks? I think, uh, yeah, and you know what? If I'm Mark Murphy, even if it's tongue-in-cheek, I am appealing to the NFL and saying, hey, the Packers, in essence, really did do Hard Knocks this year because you're getting Aaron (laughs) Rodgers, Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb, Adrian Adrian Amos. Amos. Yeah, Malik Taylor, Nate, Nate Hackett. you know, Hackett, all those. Yeah, so give us a give us a credit for doing hard knocks. I think they signed Billy Turner. Oh, they did too. Yeah, Turner's. Yeah, yeah Turner's. Well, yeah, he's there. He's there too. And you know, if the Jets kicker gets hurt or, or goes bad, you know, Mason Crosby's going to be. He's on speed on a dial. Flight to New York. He's on speed dial. You know, funny story from from day one of camp to Anders Carlson. I guess. Um, it was his first experience doing the bike ride with the kids over to the practice uh, field. And he said he made a couple wrong turns. And I'm like, wouldn't you just follow everybody else? <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I don't know if he was being funny or serious, but it's like, wouldn't you just kind of follow everyone else and, you know, follow all the noise? Because, you know, there were a ton of Packers fans out there for that oh, practice, yeah, despite despite the weather. Now, I'm, ex- I'm excited. Have, let me ask you something about training camp. Mm-hmm. Have, have you ever gone to training camp? I have not. You've never gone I've to gone to a preseason game. I've never gone to camp. Okay. I was just curious. I would do it, but usually I'm saving up for and and using. Well, I meant my, like I meant not not necessarily even Packer training camp. Anybody, any training camp. No, I haven't because I I would never go to any Cardinals anything here in <laughs> in Phoenix. And I mean and and, it, and they for a while I don't know if they still do, but they trained up in flag because of weather because of the weather. Oh, that's right. And and yeah, I, yeah, they yeah. might they might do it indoors now and here now. I don't I don't know what they do, but no, I usually save up all my credits for the regular season game that I'm going to go to because I I go to one every right. year and that's like you know a big week oh, long. No, I'm not I'm not I I I don't want to hurt people's feelings here. <laughs> I the Eagles the Eagles used to get like a lot of people. It used to be wide. It used to be every practice was open back in the day. I mean, mm-hmm. it was the Eagles used to go. To, when I first started covering the team, they were at Westchester University. Uh, that's where the practices were. That's where training camp was. Uh, then they moved to Lehigh University, and now they do it right at their 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 complex. They don't they don't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. But it was open to the public, and like the the TO year when the year that they signed TO and end up going to the Super Bowl. There'd be days with like twenty, twenty-five thousand people. Wow! At, at at practice, it was crazy. And and I had, you know, obviously I went every day. And I, all right, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll come clean. <laughs> I, I, the my worst time of the year, the time I, I, what I disliked most about my job, and I love my job. For I did it for thirty-two years, for thirty years, first thirty years. I, I, I mean, it was, you know, what's that old old saying? If you, it's not, it's not a job if you love what you do or something. Whatever. I forget that old cliche. But no, I really enjoyed a lot of everything about except training camp now it's now i wouldn't mind it at all because mm-hmm. they don't just like the players don't do anything neither do the writers i mean we used because i used to have to get there like eight o'clock in the morning and i didn't get home till nine ten o'clock at night mm-hmm. every day 
Yeah, people people don't realize how much work goes into it. It's not like you just show up for those well, three hours, work. write up a, write up an it article, and then be, it used to be. All right, so the first the back in the back again, I'm I'm talking like eighty eighties, late eighties, nineties. You would first practice would start around eight, eight o'clock, so you had to be there eight o'clock, and you watch practice, and the practice would go a couple hours, and then you talk to the coach on the field, and then you'd get players. You know, you were just there was no. We're bringing this guy in. That you get whoever you want it. You have to look for him and grab him. But that that was. I'll say this. The the my favorite part of training camp was you. That's that is where you got to know the players because you because you had a lot of one on one interviews with them. So you they got they got to know you and you got to know know them much better than during the season because it's there was just more time. Like you know you'd have lunch with them sometimes. Like I'd say to like, a certain guy like. Hey, let's just walk over to the yeah okay yeah yeah come have lunch all right great so I mean it was so from that standpoint it was it was it was a good thing so but anyway so then then you go back and you start writing your stories on whatever you were going to do that do that day whatever the coach said and whatever player that you talked to then the second practice would start around two or three o'clock and you'd you'd go watch that and then they used I'm pretty sure, I think back in way back I think like when Buddy Ryan was coach he would talk again after that practice. Mm-hmm. And then again, you could get some other players, and then, and then you had this wasn't bad either. They they gave us dinner, which was pretty nice dinner too. Wow, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> so it was when I say I hated it, there were some good things, but but what I hated was this. It was from where I live, Westchester was pretty far, so a lot of times I would even stay. I instead of driving home, I'd I'd get a room at the the you know, the, the Westchester Inn. It was called. And just stay out there some nights. But and also here's another thing back then too. This was I'm 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 dating myself here, but this was before like now all draft every is is is, is every draft pick signed now? Yes. I don't mean just Packers, I mean the whole league. Oh well league wide, I don't know. Green Bay is yeah. About, yeah, right? I think I, mean, I think so. Well back then it wasn't like that. No, very different. I mean, first round, especially they would. So you're always on the you're you're always calling agents. Hey, what's going on? What's going on with your guy? What's, I mean, it, you know, because the first I know guys were missing not only first round picks, second round picks, or whatever. Guys were missing days and, and, and this and that, and then, then we'd have to talk to the, the Eagles contract. Hey, so what's going on? Are you getting closer with him? I mean, so there was all that, and then there there'd also be some veterans not signed, right? Who were holding out. Could you, you know? imagine? It's we've gotten so conditioned to the rookie contract scale that could you can you even remember a day when your first, the first round picks were holding out because they weren't signed? It used to happen all the time. Oh, I can, yeah, yeah, you you can, but it's <laughs> it's just it's it's so different now. It's so different. And it's you like, knew they were going to sign, but it was just a matter of getting both sides coming to terms on you know whatever you know. But and unless you're unless you're John Elway, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but and then that would be a big deal when it finally happened. You know, because mm-hmm. I remember like the Eagles. I don't. I'm trying to think. I don't think they went a lot of years without without not having their first round pick in camp on time. Yeah. Not just them. I'm sure a lot of teams. Too, a lot they of went teams. A long, yeah, there were a lot of teams. They went a long stretch because I, I, I remember. I think the first one that actually signed on time. <laughs> well, I was thinking. I'm even thinking back, and this goes way back. It's like 20 years ago when they drafted Nick Barnett, and I remember a story about him telling me he was uh, telling it to the media about how he was he was in his truck across the street from the stadium because he couldn't <laughs> attend practice, and his agent called. And said, "Hey, what are you doing?" And he said, "I'm I'm watching the practice." And at that time, there was a TV show called The Practice on TV. And his agent was like, "Oh, that's a, you know, it's a that's a great show." And he's like, "No, no, no. I mean, I'm watching the team practice across the street." Uh, but that was a that was a first rounder who wasn't in, on on time for Green Bay. But at, at this point now, yeah, it's good. And then, like I said, and then there'd, there'd be veterans mm-hmm. holding out. And I never forget 
Mike Mike Quick, the the great wide receiver for the Eagles, who's now their who's now their their radio color analyst. He would he would miss camp every year. He would hold out every year, and it was never about money. He just didn't want to go to camp. Right. I remember talking to him once, and I'm like, so so Mike, are you you know what he's like, and he's like, listen, they could give me twice what I want. I'm not coming in until the first. I, I just I don't want to be there. I don't want to, I don't want to go through all because that was it was it was grueling. Training camp back then was grueling, mm-hmm. especially like a Buddy Ryan's camps. Oh man, they and he because he, he wanted to see who was tough and who wasn't, mm-hmm. and that he he weeded them out by they hit every day. Mm-hmm. They hit they hit twice a day. Yeah, three times. You could practice as many times. I mean, the number of practices that that teams have now compared to 10, 20 years ago is one third. Oh, it's ridiculous. It's, so just using the Eagles as an example, because that's like I said, that's what I'm comparing it to. Well, I I still get their. I'm still on their email list, I guess, because I, I never told them to take me off, so I don't mind getting their, seeing what's going on and stuff, right? Well, I got their, they sent out their, their schedule for this year's training camp. Hey, like, there's like 10 days off. And I'm like, this, this day off, that day off, this, here, I'm like, and then, and that, it, they only practice once a day. Mm-hmm. And it's like 10 o'clock. Like, it's, it's like, and that, it was kind of like that my last couple years. Um, but not that it, it's gotten even less. I mean, um, it's just not what it was. It's funny, Mike, going back to, to Mike Quick, he's he, he's around the team now. Like, he would joke, I, w- I would see him. I'd say, hey, you don't come to training camp. He's like, if training camp was like like it is now, I, I, I wouldn't, I would have never missed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, yeah. A lot of a lot of guys didn't want to do that, and it's like you're playing with fire a little bit. If you're, I guess he felt secure about his roster spot because if oh, you're one of those, on the team. yeah, if you're one of those bubble players, like, ooh, I don't know if that's such a such a great idea. But yeah, oh the, no, bubble player can't afford that. No, they definitely can. Yeah. And the Packers. I mean, you know, as we move along, the interesting thing will be who emerges as far as bottom of the depth chart guys, undrafted free agents. There's always one darling every camp and all that other yeah. kind of stuff. Looking forward to all that stuff happening and hearing more from the coaching staff and what they do and what they don't say and all that other kind of stuff. But, it, you know, again, one day of training camp, if you were hoping for the big overreaction show, unfortunately, we're going to disappoint <laughs> no, you. because You know, they put, they put the two of us together and both of us are very much not that at all. So there's there's more to come. Although there aren't a, a ton of practices, but they'll start playing some preseason games, and then we'll get to talk about First how much about August 11th. Yep, yeah, I think so. And we'll get to talk about whether or not Jordan Love is going to play or not going to play, and does he need to or does he not to? We can talk about that at a later time. But the fortunate or the biggest thing, the biggest takeaway out of out of. Wednesday out of yesterday's practices, no major injuries as far as we know. We'll see what happens with Dontavian Wicks and what this what the scoop is there, but we'll have to monitor that one and see how that whole thing goes. But that's one that's day one of training camp down, and we're we're that much closer to the season starting. So what and else? Zach will be with us next week. Well, and Zach, we're going we're going to try to get Zach uh, on with us. So there, here is a proper tease. Zach Rosenblatt of the Athletic will be with us next week to talk Jets, Hard Knocks, training camp, any other updates that we have here, and a and, little insight on on Zach. And I'm not. I'm, we'll have to ask him about this. I'm pretty sure because Zach Zach went from NJ.com to the Athletic. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure he was when I left. He took my job. Okay. I'm pretty. We'll have to ask him that because I know he covered the Eagles for a while, and I'm. And, I, and we never worked together. So I'm pretty sure when I retired, they put him on the Eagles with, with Elliot Short Park. So walking he's kind of like Jordan Love. Right. Taking over for Aaron Rodgers. Taking over. I was going to say, I hope to ask him how he's doing walking around in those huge shoes. 
that he had to. And film. I didn't. And I. And I'll be honest. I didn't send him a text wishing him the best. I should have probably should have, but I didn't. <laughs> well, you've, you, whether you did it after the fact, you have since that time. So I think yes. we're. I think we're. I think we're doing okay. Well, now well, I, I didn't know. I didn't know who was taking. I didn't. I, we didn't yeah. work together. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if you don't know, it then it's a little bit different. Yeah. Obviously, you can't. You can't tell. But so now that uh, <laughs> camp has broken, what is up at Packer Report and what's coming up? All right. What's up now is six things that I'm. I do want to look for six, you know, not just players, things, whatever you want to call it, that I want to see through through the course of camp. And then coming up is what you, um, I'm going to do a story that's probably, probably up Friday morning, is how much should Jordan love playing preseason? Ooh, perfect timing. Perfect timing. LaFleur said he's going to play, but we'll see how much. I mean, don't play more than Rodgers did, because Rodgers didn't take a snap. If he takes one snap, it'll be more than Rodgers did. Right. So, but how much should he really play? Right. No, that'll be good. We'll be looking forward to that one for sure. And then at some point, Quick Slants will dust off the mic and it'll be back as well. And we'll be fully on back in action. But until then, we'll uh, gear up to have Zach back on the Packaday podcast next Thursday. In the meantime, hope everybody else enjoys this next week of practice. All the refreshing of Twitters. Take care of your thumbs, everybody, on the X app, whatever they're calling it now. I still call it Twitter. And stay cool wherever you're at because it is hot everywhere around the U.S. So everybody enjoy the rest of your week. Have a great weekend and go Pack Go! is the story of the one as a maintenance engineer he hears things differently to the untrained ear everything on his shop floor might sound fine but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping so he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand and he knows granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done which is music to his ears call click or just stop by granger for the ones who get it done